Welcome to a very special episode. It's the continuation of Crazy Town Week. For those new listeners of the show, back in late March, I detailed how my life went from cresting crescendo to a doozy of a downward spiral. After I got fired from a job in Florida's panhandle, came back home, down on my luck, living with mom, met a girl at a bar who bought me a shot of Jägermeister. We partied for a few days, started to form somewhat of a romance, thought, separated, rekindled, and then started traveling to meet friends and family, all within the span of 20 days or so. At this point, my thoughts were of getting serious, even though I don't know why. And that's where we find ourselves today, as we get right back into it, talking about interviews, engagements, and escapes as we strap on a straitjacket and start joshing around. Even though this girl that I was suddenly getting serious with told me she was beyond wealthy thanks to her great-grandfather inventing the refining process of aluminum, I didn't want to be a kept man, so I'd been lobbing resumes to TV stations and advertising agencies throughout the Southeast the whole time we were recording, and I finally got a call back from an agency in Jacks, Jacksonville, Florida, that is. Affiliated Advertising was the name of the company. I had an interview scheduled, and when I told her, she wanted to make a vacation out of it. Get a hotel? I'll handle it, she said. That's when I found she got a great deal at the Ritz-Carlton in Amelia Island. Truth be told, August is a great time to get a deal at the Ritz up there in North Florida. And boy, did I fall in love with the place. But I'm getting ahead of myself. First, I wanted to be sure we had something to celebrate, so I punched up my resume, and I also went ring shopping. Why I had it in my sights to propose to somewhat of a stranger is beyond me, yet marrying an American blue-blooded debutante struck me as F. Scott Fitzgerald's way of being romantic. So there I was, all prepped and ready, but first, I had to ace the interview. Affiliated advertising was, at the time, the world's largest Christian advertising agency. Their clients included Joel Osteen, Creflo Dollar, and the Feed the Children Foundation. Upon entry to the lobby, feeding the children of Africa seemed cover for hunting big game. Above the receptionist was a mounted rhino's head. To the left, a cute, almost cuddly, taxidermied baby bear. But behind it, a full-grown Kodiak stood tall with paws raised high. Once I was called back, I walked through a hallway, long and filled with skinned pelts tautly framed. In the office of the boss, now deceased, there were heads lining the walls with full-bodied antelope, impala, and gazelle seemingly springing across the room. A saltwater tank filled with lionfish and eel lined one wall, with the other wall being tinted Teflon glass. There were several cases throughout the room filled with artillery of all kinds, from the largest elephant gun to the most beautiful silver-plated shotgun. In the middle was a large mahogany desk where the man who made the decisions was seated. While their endeavors had been pious to that point, I was being considered to help grow the automotive advertising department. The interview went well enough that I was invited back, which I felt was good enough reason to cause celebration. I returned to the Ritz to find the intimate stranger sunning herself upon the shore, and as we made our way back to the room, I told her the good news. While she freshened up for dinner, I prepared to make a rash decision, and as we walked down to the restaurant, I put my plan in action as I detoured us to a spot I had secured with views of both the Atlantic Ocean and the setting sun falling fast into the marsh. I set her down on a bench swing facing the ocean, and then 
propelled by impulsivity. I got down on one knee and asked this person I didn't know a month ago if they would marry me. Much to my surprise, she said yes. That's the first time I realized that I didn't think this through, I guess. She took from my hand the simple gold ring I had to give. Even that was a stretch. I was able to afford it by trading in a diamond that I used to wear myself, which I didn't miss much now as I was introduced to her parents, who I had never met, let alone even talked to on the phone. They seemed nice. After we hung up, we both just sat there on that bench, swinging ever so slightly, staring off into the ocean, letting the full weight of this new situation roll over us. Then we proceeded down to the restaurant where I had exotic things I'd never heard of before. John Dory? Yes, nice to meet you. Oh, you're delicious. Thank you much. From there, we made it to the Ritz-Carlton Bar where we proceeded to get blitzed at the Ritz. At the bar, we shared our love with naval aviators who claimed they'd trained at the fabled Top Gun Academy alongside owners of Ace Hardware stores throughout the Southeast because the Ritz was hosting their annual convention. They too basked in our love and bought us way too many drinks, which finally led to my fiance wandering into the hotel's courtyard and then screaming to all who could hear, Who's got cocaine? I quickly grabbed her and brought her kicking and screaming through the halls back to the room where I put her to bed and got a little shut-eye myself. Right before I fell asleep, I thought for a second, what had I done? But then the alcohol did its job and I drifted off. When we woke up in the morning, both of us kept our minds off of things by doing everything there was to do at this resort-style Ritz. $25 burgers for lunch, overhearing people in the pool plot their rich parents' demise, and drinks on drinks on drinks. We even bought a Ritz hat and a gift shop tie, all charged to the room. I could get used to this kind of life. I woke up Sunday morning seemingly on a cloud. After thanking the most comfortable mattress of my life, we packed our bags and descended to the lobby. While she approached the front desk to check out, I was soaking up the opulence of my surroundings one last time. That's when she came over and said we had a problem. Her card was declined, it seems, because she needed to transfer money from her trust fund to checking. But in 2005, that wasn't quite so easy to do. No big deal, though. Knowing the room was a value, just over $100 per night, I can handle this three-day stay even on unemployment. And that's when I was presented with a bill for over $1,300. Perfect, I said. First, I simply need to get my checkbook from the valet. They brought my car around. I bounced a check over to them. And me and my new fiancé were quickly on our way. It was great spending, but hard to pay. But as we sped away, please know, though I passed a bad check at the time, it cleared a few days after we arrived home, thanks to some crafty banking and the couple of thousand bucks she had on hand in her sock drawer. When it comes to trusting the funds, though, I should have been smarter than that, which we'll find out in more detail the next time we start joshing around.